Hey there, my name is Sean, and this is Grit, True Stories That Matter. Grit is a weekly podcast about stories, the contemporary personal narrative kind of story, and the people that craft and tell them. Why, you ask? Well, we want to feature these tellers and their stories, and also to help you, our listeners, craft and tell better, more engaging, more relatable, and more memorable stories. True stories, personal stories, grit stories. We are in Season 3, dedicated to Grit Talks, and the best of. And today we have got seven 99 second stories from May's 99 second story slam. We're in season number six. That was slam number three. If you were there, you heard some really good stories. And if you weren't, well, you'll come to one in the future. Our storytellers, Marie Cooney, Barbara Peterson, Sean Cobb, Nishama Franklin, Mary Jo Pollock, Mark Madral, our winner, and Cheddar Galloway. And you will hear those stories told in that order. Check the show notes for upcoming events, including this Sunday's Mental Health Happyish Hour open mic and other ways you can support the Grit Podcast and however you choose to support. We really do appreciate it. All right, storytellers, 99 Second Slammers, let's dive in. Have you ever noticed that kids say the darndest things when in a car? It's like there's this imaginary safe wall between the front seat and the back seats. I'm on my way to a vacation in Maine where, yes, we have lobster and clams for our regular holiday reunion when my niece Kelly starts giving us a list of all the wondrous things she has recently learned in kindergarten. Aunt Marie, says Kelly, did you know that nickels are bigger than dimes, but worth less? Yes, I knew that. That's wonderful. I'm so excited you're learning wonderful things in kindergarten. Aunt Marie, says Kelly, did you know two dimes and a nickel are the same thing as a quarter? And I say, why, yes, Kelly, that's wonderful. And she continues going on with this amazing lesson from the point of view of a kindergarten student of coins and what they're worth. Suddenly, out of the blue, without any warning, the conversation stops, starts, and she says, Aunt Marie, did you know that sometimes boys marry boys? Why, yes. And did you know that sometimes girls marry girls? Why, yes. And when they do, people kill them. Late one night after dining and quaffing lots of beer at Goose Island Brewery, my then-boyfriend Kent and I discover his car has been towed from a spot we thought was legal. Now, I was a happy three-plus sheets in the wind until that point. Kent's not upset and he just treats it as a minor inconvenience. But getting towed to me is automotive kidnapping, and it always leaves me feeling vulnerable and violated and then angry. And on the cab ride over to, to the lot, I just am stewing in an impotent rage that's dialed up to an 11 because of all the beer I drink. Well, Kent pays the ransom, and while we're waiting for his car to be liberated, I just can't stop myself from venting my anger on the, le- the lot's gate attendant. 
In my drunken state, I am deluded into believing that I am as fearsome as I am angry. So I throw a wobbly karate sidekick in his general direction and I hiss, I know karate, I'm a brown belt first cue. And the man just rolls his eyes and walks away from me, who's probably the umpteenth drunk, angry person he's dealt with that evening. Well, the next morning I wake up at Kent's and I'm reeling from a head-pounding hangover mixed with intense shame over my cringeworthy behavior the night before, convinced that since I feel so disgusted with myself, so must Kent. And I turn to him and I start to stutter an apology, but he stops me and smiles and kisses me and says, forget about it, Barb, it's okay. And my pain is eclipsed by the miracle that even after I made a total ass of myself, and even when I didn't love myself, Kent still did. I was 19 years old at Purdue University when it happened. One of the members of our little nerd clan came in and in a tizzy talking about this adult bookstore that was next to a truck, truck stop off the expressway. And he's talking about how, you know, they had all these pornographic magazines and how the guy didn't card him when he came in and that there was like these booths with holes in them. I thought, that's disgusting. Where is it at? I found myself checking this place out. And while I was there, I met a gentleman who was about 30 years old and we had our introduction. Um, but from there, he invited me to come to his place. From that point, we did the deed. And when everything was over and done with, he goes, hey, can I show you something? And so I was like, sure. So he pulls out this double-decker cassette player. This was the 90s. He proceeds to play this homophobic rant. It was this pastor who was condemning gays to fire and brimstone. I mean, just saying all these horrible things. And I'm confused. I'm looking over at him. And he's looked like he's being, like he's basking in the light of God. And so I asked him, is this you? And he's like, yeah. And it was that day that I learned that it takes all kinds. I invited my daughter to stay overnight and I gave her my bed. In the morning, she said, you know, your mattress is really hard. She had forgotten that she had given it to me 30 years ago. But she said, you know, I have an extra Tempur-Pedic mattress pad. Would you like to try it out? And I said, sure. But there was a problem because I have these old sheets that I love and the mattress is fat enough. And it's a wrestling match to get those suckers over the mattress as it is. So I had to use a sheet I didn't like very much to kind of get them all together. And it was mm, kind of softer, but it kind of slid around. So it wasn't certainly perfect, but kind of intriguing. And then it was my birthday and I said, time to change the sheets. And when I looked more carefully at the mattress pad, I saw that that thing that was folded underneath it was really a kind of a, like a skirt or a girdle. 
And if I hoisted up the mattress and fitted it over from pad to mattress, it snugged it all up and those old sheets fit perfectly. And finally, I had what I called a coherent bed with firmness underneath, with softness from my daughter. I sleep very well. And every time I turn over, I give thanks. I'm heading to lunch on my last day of a very fucked up vacation in Venice, Italy. I'm going toward the docks where I hear that the fishermen every day bring in their catch. I think I'll get a really good seafood meal. I find a little place that's open. It's kind of an odd hour, so not much is open. Maybe there's 10 or 12 tables, a couple other people in there. And the menu's in English but I had questions. So I got the English, Italian, Italian, English book out of my bag. And I started asking the waiter a couple of questions and I'm pointing and then he's looking and then he goes to the Italian English part and he's pointing and I'm listening. And we go back and forth a number of times until we have the order for my lunch, which was one of the best meals I've ever had in my life, the freshest seafood. And as I'm getting ready to leave the restaurant, I know that you're not supposed to tip in Italy, but he went above and beyond. He was just so sweet and darling that I put five euros on the table. I walked out and then just a moment later, I hear, Signora, Signora. I turned around. He's walking toward me, holding a Venice tourist guide that's in English someone had left behind. Grazie. Grazie. Children are born not knowing of moderation or consequences. They have to be taught, usually the hard way. One glorious summer day when I was five, my mom came home from the grocery store with this giant bag of cherries, like one, two pounds worth. And I loved cherries. I grabbed the bag and I stole it and I ran outside with it. And I plopped myself down and I started eating. And I mean, I was stuffing my face. I was such a pig. I decided about a third of the way through that it just took too much time to spit out every single pit. So I just started swallowing. And that saved so much time. In 15, 20 minutes, I'd finished the whole bag. And honestly, I was kind of proud of myself. I mean, it was kind of like the Nathan's Hot Dog Championship with cherries. And my mom was a little annoyed that nobody else got cherries. But I'm five. To me, that's like an extra accomplishment. You might guess where this is going. To put this in adult terms, I had just eaten an entire carton of Metamucil and a bag of marbles. And for the next three very uncomfortable days, my edu education began.
when I worked at the old spaghetti factory restaurant, nobody wanted to wait on the cab driver. And there were several reasons why. He always came in 30 minutes before closing and usually sat in my section. Now, he was a bit of an intimidating person, about six foot three, 200 and some change, with this very gruff accent. He always ordered the same thing, which wasn't the problem. The problem was how he ordered it. He wanted his lasagna with the top shells pulled off and extra sauce, chicken marsala, extra sauce, salad, extra thousand island, no croutons, two loaves of extra warm bread, one glass of room temperature water, one pitcher room temperature water, three napkins, ice cream for dessert. And that's the way it had to be every time to meticulous precision. And when it wasn't done that way, there was hell to pay. Many a time, servers would come back to the kitchen, slamming down their trays, kicking the cabinets in tears and near tears because he had tore them a new one because they got his order wrong. Now, usually when someone does something like that, there's a reason why. And the cab driver was no different. I mean, it was something really we should have noticed first off, but we didn't because of where he sat in the restaurant in the dark. You see, the cab driver ordered his food that way because, well, he didn't have any teeth. Yeah, it goes A's for ambition. Be what I want to be. See past the situation that's in front of me. Doubt is an enemy. Zep, we say fuck them. The irony is they inspire me to love them. G is past go with ignite the cash flow. When eights is put your heart in whatever's your last hope. I is I As always, thanks so much for listening and all of your support. Special thanks to our 99 Second Slam storytellers. Uh, Marie Cooney, Barbara Peterson, Sean Cobb, Nishama Franklin, Mary Jo Pollock, Mark Madral, and Cheddar Galloway. As always, check the show notes for upcoming events, including this Sunday's Mental Health Happiest Hour Open Mic. We would love to have you join us, whether you want to tell a story or listen to some stories or both. And of course, help us out if you would. Let folks know about the podcast, share it on social media, and rating and reviewing on Apple also helps people find it, and we do want more people to find it. Thank you for that. And that is all for episode number 84, Boom.